Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 279. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you here with us. And if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that Catherine and I are in love with Disneyland. We love everything about from the food to the ambiance to the history. It really is one of our favorite places on earth. And if we're being honest with ourselves, being such big fans of Disneyland was a big reason of why we decided to go ahead and make the move to Orlando so that now when we go on vacation, it can more often be Anaheim and we don't have to make that decision between Orlando and Anaheim. So as we get closer and Disneyland is now open to California residents and maybe we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel where things are getting back to normal and we can start traveling again, we are gearing up and ready for our next Disneyland trip because it is long overdue. This October will be two years since we've been there, so hopefully we won't reach that mark and we can get there before then. So in preparation for our return, we have made a list of 10 things that we must do on our next trip to Disneyland. We both have five entries on here. Assuming that we have no duplicates, I have some backup honorable mentions if that happens. But how much are you in love with Disneyland, Catherine? Oh, I mean, it's definitely up there as far as like the immersiveness. Like you said, the history, the food is to die for. I mean, when we think about vacations that we've gone on together, That has got to be in the top three. Top two? Does our honeymoon count? Uh, Duh, that's a vacation that we've been on together. So that was probably number one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then Hawaii was a good one. So that's in there. So it's honeymoon, Hawaii, Disneyland, or really like Southern California. Is that what you would call that trip? I mean, that's all in the same vein together. So I have a a deep love for Disneyland. Before we get into our list, I will say that if you are like us and Walt Disney World has been your home park for forever and if you grow up on this side of the country, or even if it's just Walt Disney World is where you and your family normally would come, I think the best way that we've heard it said and what we would agree with is that for a vacation, you can't beat Walt Disney World. But on a single day in a single park... Disneyland simply cannot be beat. Would you still stand by that statement? I think I would. You have to think about that for a second because obviously Walt Disney World is our home and we do truly love it here. That's why we moved here. But there is just something special about Disneyland and California Adventure that I think it's it's a very different experience. You can't go there expecting the same things that you do from Disney World, I feel like. It is truly, I think it encapsulates all of those things that we love about slowing down, taking it all in, 
enjoying good food. That's just kind of part of the full experience. So let's not put it off any longer. We have a list of 10 items. Let's just baseball this back and forth as we get through our list. So Catherine, what is the first thing? I guess that's maybe a little bit of a heavy uh, preface on it. That is. What is the first thing on your list that you must do on our return to Disneyland? I have a feeling that this might be a duplicate. So I'm sorry if I steal this one from you, but Lamplight Lounge, Lobster Nachos must do. I've been dreaming about this. We've watched some YouTube videos lately of people eating this dish, and it is making me very, very jealous. I It did not make my list. This did not make your list. I did think about it, but I honestly, it's one of those I knew that it would make your list, so I didn't have to worry about it. Okay. But for those of you who have experienced it or haven't, I think there's so much that goes into making this dish excellent. I would maybe go more general, just visit Lamplight Lounge as well. I was going to say that. I was going to say, it doesn't even have to be this dish. This dish, this dish is more of a like a personal preference for us because we love it. But Lamplight Lounge as a whole was incredible. We love the outdoor seating. That's where we were when we went. We love the theming, like everything, even in the bathrooms. It was just incredible. And I feel like... Was that a pun for the Incredibles? I mean, it could be, I guess. But I just think it's worth seeing and it's worth walking around more than anything. You need to really take it all in. Not just like go to your table, eat and leave. And I think something that I would maybe uh, an extra ripple that I would put onto this line item is we went during the day last time. I want to experience Lamplight Lounge at nighttime when Mickey's Fun Wheel or Pixar Power Round, whatever it's called now, is all lit up. Maybe World of Color would be happening. That would be a dream come true. But seeing Pixar Pier all lit up and reflecting off of the water I think that would be an excellent time to be at Lamplight Lounge. So that is definitely the first thing on my list. The top thing on my list that we have to do on our return to Disneyland is something that we missed last time. I have a couple things that we missed, and this is the biggest one, I think, is we have to watch Fantasmic. Oh, okay. That's a good one. So Fantasmic is a show that even here in Disney's Hollywood Studios, I think we have taken it for granted for so long. It is truly a spectacular show. And now that it's been gone for quite some time, I think I'm really starting to realize how important it is to me. I think it's one of those that it is kind of a hassle to get into Fantasmic, which is Truthfully, why we skipped it most often, because you got to line up early if you don't have the fast pass for it. You you know, big crowds that you're dealing with kind of shuffling in and you never know what kind of seat you're going to get along the way. You don't want to be in the splash zone. You don't want to be in the splash zone. And I think it would be really great to be able to compare and contrast the Fantasmic that we have at Hollywood Studios and the one that they have in Disneyland. To me, it is so hard for me to picture how they pull this off in the Rivers of America area. I have never watched a video of it because, honestly, I don't want to know until we're there. But knowing how the theater is set up in Hollywood Studios is just very hard for me to wrap my mind around how it's done in Disneyland. So I really, really want to see how they pull it off. Is it 
essentially, because I've never watched a video either, is it essentially the same show, like same characters or... Like, instead of Pocahontas, is there someone else in the Disneyland version? I think there's a few sequences that are a little bit different, but I think for the most part, it's pretty much the same. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. That's honestly one that I just did not think about. Which is why we missed it when we were in Disneyland, because we just didn't think about it. I completely agree. Yeah. Just like here at home. So, number two on your list, but number three overall. Number three overall... I need to go ride Snow White's Enchanted Wish. What is your feeling going into it? Are you looking, are you expecting to dislike it? Are you expecting to love it? What do you think? So if, I haven't made up my mind yet, honestly. A, a little shameless plug here. If you want to go back and listen to our episode on Snow White's Scary Adventures, both of us love that attraction. And love the idea behind that attraction and how it was so different and kind of a leap of faith going into this different genre. And so I think both of us kind of have a, I don't know if resentment is the right word, we're hesitant going into Enchanted Wish. Well, part of it is we're definitely kicking ourselves for not writing Scary Adventure like one more time before we left because we only did it once, so I I only ever wrote it once. Um, I don't want to say that I'm like going into it with like a chip on my shoulder, like oh this is bad, or like I'm looking for something wrong. Even though deep down I know that's partially true because I just can't help it. But I'm I'm excited to see it. I know that they probably did a very good job. I know it's probably super cute and well done. I hope that there are still some good scary nods maybe they just toned it back just enough to make it seem more inviting i don't know but i am excited to see it when i think the history of that attraction is so interesting just because you know looking at someone like ken anderson where his name is not attributed to too many things obviously he's more known as an animator and I think we really like those stories and latch on to those types of stories, especially going the fear-based route instead of, you know, everything is happy sunshine and rainbows. It was really cool. So I think we're going to have to give ourselves a pep talk before we go on Enchanted Wish, say, like, we're going in with an open mind and we're going to enjoy it. I wonder if other people have the same problem. Yes. Uh, have you ever been on Twitter.com? No, I erased Twitter from my phone. Probably a good thing, but yeah. Lots of mixed emotions, so we're not alone. Correct. Because I do feel kind of guilty for setting it up for failure. And I don't even know if those are the right words, but part of me like doesn't want to like it. I think what I am trying to convince myself of, and honestly, it's a struggle so far, of trying to say, okay, this version of this ride is going to impact all the children who write it going forward like it's going to if it's that good it's going to leave a lasting impression on them that might plant a seed where they fall in love with imagineering and it's i just have to believe that it's the appropriate ride for this day and age i guess that's a good mindset so that's my number two what is your next must do we have to ride the matterhorn 
Oh my God, that did not make my list either. I'm th- I'm starting to think that your list is better than my list. Well, we have a combined list. The title of this episode is 10 Things We Have to Do in Disneyland. So I'm signing you up as well. I, well, thank goodness, because you're knocking it out of the park right now. So the Matterhorn was closed when we were there in October of 2019, down for refurbishment for the entire time. And look, I did, I have wrote it as a child. I think. I'm like <laughs> 95% sure that I wrote it, unless I have a false memory of it. But I do think, look, when we talked about this last time, like when we got back from Disneyland in 2019, we were doing the podcast, and we were so bummed that we get, didn't get to ride the Matterhorn. So many of you reached out and, and reached out to us and said, you know, you're not missing much. It's It hurts. It's not that great. I don't know. I just got to see it for myself. We can't get it out of our heads. I can't get it out of my head. I think it's awesome. After doing our storytelling episode on the Matterhorn, so there's another plug, but I can't help it. I thought it was awesome. I loved the history. I loved the evolution of it all. Harold. Harold. What's not to love about Harold? Um, so I just, I can't help but want, and there's two sides. So I can't help but want to ride both sides, even if it means I'm going to be completely beat up. I think it'll be worth it. It is one of those things that we're getting older every day. (laughs) In a couple years, I'll be 30. And who knows if we can ride the Matterhorn for that much longer. Now, let's not be all doom and gloom. I'm just saying there's a shelf life. We'll just take some Tylenol and we will be okay. There's a shelf life of our uh, bumpy roller coaster lives. Which Gotta is, hit them all up now. Which is probably true for everybody. But that's a great one. I love that you remembered that. And we got to get a, I don't like coconut, but I think after we ride it, we got to do, and the quintessential thing of get a Matterhorn macaroon from Jolly Holiday. Which... Jolly Holiday did not make my list, but I'll add that as a little honorable mention. Little honorable mention, kind of one A, one B type thing. Jolly Holiday slided in there afterwards because we did not go there either. We did not. Okay, I'm liking where we're going with this. My next to do would be will be will be. Yes, we're speaking this into existence. Speak. I love that Disneyland Hotel. Trader Sam's. Okay, so I thought about putting this on my list. I just think, so when we think about Disney World in particular, we love the resorts. We explore the resorts whenever we have a chance, whenever we can't get into the parks, especially right now. We love to just do like a resort day, drive around, eat at the different restaurants, meet some friends, whatever it might be. And that we've loved. And I feel like we stayed at what is it, Paradise Pier, the last time that we went. And that was fine, you know. It wasn't, like, outstanding. But it was a cute little hotel. I want to spend some time in the Disneyland Hotel because we walked through what's, like, the big, the Wilderness Lodge type one. Grand Californian. We walked through that one just a little bit, and it was pretty cool. But I feel like I would really like the Disneyland Hotel. We did walk into the lobby. Do you remember that? Of the Disneyland Hotel? Yeah, because they had a Halloween display up. We wanted to go see it. Honestly, I don't remember that at all. 
I don't know where I was. I don't know how many mint juleps you had before then, but maybe I wasn't with you. Which is not possible at all. I was definitely with you. But I do want to go to Trader Sam's. We have a little, is it smaller here in Disneyland? Do you know? I think if you include the Tiki Terrace here at the Polynesian Resort. I'm not including a Tiki Terrace. inside, I think Disneyland's is bigger, but I don't know. I would just love to see the comparison. I think it'd be a cool spot to hang out. For a night, even just for 30 minutes, just to go and see it. And I think it would be a must do for Disneyland. I think, you know, this is a kind of a touchy subject, but we'd be naive to not think that Trader Sam's could be on the chopping block at some point based on the changes that they made to the Jungle Cruise. And, you know, they are still including Trader Sam as a character. They're just not depicting him in the Jungle Cruise ride. So maybe that means that Trader Sam's bar can stay. Because he's not depicted there either. I don't think so. He's not in the Polynesian. I I would assume he's not at the Disneyland version either. Um, but hopefully, you know, it could stay. And, and if it does go away, we certainly don't want to, you know, advocate for anything that is culturally insensitive or or whatnot, but I would like to experience it before it goes away just because it is such an iconic spot. And just and just the hotel in general. We've talked about if we get the opportunity, we would love to stay there just because it would be cool. And I just feel like I'd, I've never seen it, so I think it'd be something cool. Next on my list is a dining location. Okay. And we have to eat at either Cafe Orleans or Blue Bayou. I would honestly be happy with either. But one of those two, we have to do a sit-down restaurant in New Orleans Square. I want the Monte Cristo. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had one. But knowing that Walt loved it makes me want one. It's not even my kind of sandwich, I don't think. I'm not like a jelly person. You don't have to dip it in the jelly. I feel like you do. Oh, okay. I feel like that's part of the sandwich. So I don't know if I like it, but I want it. I feel like it is something like it's kind of like a funnel cake mixed with the ham and cheese sandwich. I mean, it sounds like everything that you like. I do love a good funnel cake. And Brendan never lets me get a funnel cake. I don't I don't know if you realize this, but you're a grown woman and you don't need my permission to get a funnel cake. (laughs) But I would have to stand in line by myself. (laughs) And that's not worth it. So let's rephrase that. I do not support you getting a funnel cake, but I do not stop you from getting a funnel cake. I guess that's true. Okay. But you're not pro funnel cake, which is a flaw. <laughs> okay. Um, so would you support that? Would you eat at either of those restaurants? Oh, absolutely. What would be, do you have something that you're eyeing on the menu? I mean, I want the beignets. I want the garlic palms frites as well. Okay. And... I mean, really anything. I love Cajun and, and New Orleans food. So I feel like I could get quite the list of things. And if they're still doing that special that they have now for that wedding cake, the Haunted Mansion wedding cake, mm-hmm. I need that in my life. You just want it because it's Const- constants. Yeah. Okay. But you don't have a preference either. 
just whatever's open or whatever would have reservations? I'd probably say Cafe Orleans because we do love eating outside. I don't, you know, Blue Bayou would be cool to be able to be in there and chuck dinner rolls at people, which I don't think they allow you to do that anymore. Probably not right now. We might now. just sneak one. Well, we could throw them across the table at each other. That'd be a good start <laughs> just to get the full experience. Absolutely. But I think Cafe Arlene's is a little more laid back. That's kind of more our style. Not as stuffy, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I support that. So my turn again. I have to go with another night show that we did not get to experience because I don't remember what exactly it was. Was the lake drained? It was broken. Yeah, it was down. It was just broken. Okay. Well, I have to do- The lake wasn't broken. The the, the, the mechanism. System. Yeah. The system was broken. So this is another night show, The World of Color. I'm not sure if it's going to have the same kind of like awe that maybe fireworks would have, but it's always been intriguing to me, like a water show. I don't know. It's one of those that's kind of a tough sell for me, to be honest- I don't know. I know you guys that have seen it, you rave about it and you love it. There's something about it. And I know probably once we see it, we'll love it. We've been surprised by things like that at Disney all the time where we don't expect much out of it. And then it's wonderful. But uh, yeah, World of Color. I want to see it at least once. I mean, it's just one of those things like we I have to do it. I have to know what it's all about. I would I think I would enjoy it. I don't know if it's going to make my top like nighttime show list. But I think it'd be cool. And I like sitting on those little steps. I feel like the perfect way to watch this, I have to get my adorable snowman treat. It's lemon. And then I could sit and watch it and I'd be very happy. I mean, I would support that as long as I have an angry dog. You don't like angry dogs. I know I was joking. So what would your snack of choice be? Uh, I would go to the corn dog castle. I'd be down for a corn dog, maybe a pickle dog. Ew. <laughs> Are pickle dogs in DCA or Disneyland? I honestly couldn't tell you because when as soon say- as you say pickle, my attention span is like, nope, nope, need something else. But you love corn dogs. I do love a good corn dog, but I'm partial to the little red wagon. That's the only one I've ever had, to be honest. So maybe the corn dog castle is the same, but we can't risk it. But it's next to your favorite attraction, Goofy Sky School. No. Number eight on things that we have to do when we return to Disneyland. Mine is kind of in the same vein of what you're talking about of going to Trader Sam's. I want to do a bar crawl in downtown Disney. I feel like downtown Disney was an area that we really did not explore at all because we were rope droppers to fireworks people our entire time that we were there. So every time we were walking through downtown Disney, we were just dragging our feet and trying to make it back to our bed somehow. (laughs) But I think, you know, if the trend continues like it is now, the park hours are a little bit shorter. You know, you eat dinner in the parks and then you get to have some after hours drinks in downtown Disney. So Tortilla Joe's looks really fun to me. Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen looks really fun to me. That Catal place looks really fun to me. They have the brewery too, I think. And then you can get ice cream, right? The uh, salt and straw, is that what it is? Yeah, I'm just not an ice cream person, but I'll stand in line with you. Another character flaw, but that's okay. 
But I think that'd be fun to just spend more time hopping around in downtown Disney, kind of similar to how we treat Disney Springs now, which is getting to know some more of those places. Because we're never going to eat at all of those places in downtown Disney. It's just when we're there, a lot of our Disneyland trips are going to be weekend-type trips. We're just not going to eat in downtown Disney very often, unless it's either like an arrival or departure day. So I think just getting some drinks and hopping around is a is a good option. That almost made my list. I was teetering between the downtown Disney and the Disneyland Hotel, basically for the same reason, just because it is something that we enjoy so much here and we just did not take the time to explore it. We walked through it, but it was like head down, walk as fast as you can kind of thing. And that was about it. We went to World of Disney. That was our biggest thing. We did. And I think the cool thing about that was that they just dropped the Christmas stuff. So I feel like we got Christmas merch from Disneyland, even though we went for Halloween. We sure did. Because it was one of those things we got caught up in the hype. We had no idea that the Christmas merch was dropping that day. And we always get caught up in the hype. So this is nothing new. So we saw all the vloggers, all the bloggers, everybody covering the Christmas stuff was there, losing their minds, just grabbing anything and everything off the rack. Didn't matter if it was their size. Just <laughs> grabbing it and sprinting to the checkout counter. And then naturally, that's what we did. So we just followed suit. We just yeah. grabbed things and ran. Just start, yeah, just start piling up the buggy. We probably bought way too much. Did you just call it a buggy? I did, actually. Where are you from? <laughs> I don't know. Who am I? <laughs> My goodness, that's like a Midwestern thing, isn't it? I think I did grow up in Kansas. It's a shopping cart. I know. Oh, man. Ooh, okay. Number nine. Number nine. I went with just the over-encompassing snacks. I couldn't narrow it down. This was so hard for me. Pickle dog. No, that did not make my list. I was trying to think of specific snacks that I... Knew going back, I either had to have again or I really wanted to try. And I came up with a few. So I already mentioned my adorable snowman. So watching the world of color. But then I also saw on a vlog that we watched that celebration churro. Where I love all things birthday cake. It's like a birthday cake churro with marshmallow icing. That made my list. Corn dog made the list. And then every every other cart that we pass is up for grabs. Shawarma cart? Oh, yes. And all the Avengers snacks. Yes. Everything at Pim Kitchen. Yes. So all the snacks. That's why snacks gets its own category. And everything at Cozy Cone? Cozy Cone, yes. Although, I do have to say, that was very dense when we ate it. Okay, what do you... First of all, okay, so you're talking about the mac and cheese cone, right? Yes. What do you mean by dense? It is, it was, I think I got like bacon mac and cheese in a bread cone. Yeah, you're That carb- is carb overload. Yeah, no, not over, just carb loading. Overload. We were getting ready for a big marathon. Yeah, of- and then you have to walk around the rest of the day just like, oh, hold on, hold on. Just <laughs> yeah. absolutely feeling like you're going to just Crawl in a corner and take a nap for the rest of the day. You need to get a trombone player to follow you around <laughs> the rest of the day. More, for the sound more, more, more. effects. That's how I felt. It was great. 
but I don't know if I need to do that again. I think we do. You can do whatever you want. And then you then you wash it down with some fried chicken from Flo's. Now, Flo's was great. My number 10, which we made it through the whole list without having any duplicates, is just to soak in all of Avengers Campus. Everything about it, every corner, every snack, everything they have to offer, I want to take it all in. Yeah. I mean, I can't agree with that more. Oh, I thought you were going to stop there. I can't agree with that. No, I can't. I mean, it's going to, we're going to be like kids in a candy shop. And we've already talked about, we are not the type of people who go to the parks with any sort of fashion statement in mind. That's just not who we are. We are minimal effort kind of people, but we have already started planning out what kind of outfits that we are going to wear to Disneyland. Do called outfits? Clothing. What, what types of clothing that we're going to wear, especially for Avengers Campus Day. I think the day. kids now say fit. What are our fits of the day? Are you, you just took offense to outfits. I know, I'm, fits is cooler. Okay. Anywho, we've already started planning it. I've started looking up ears and all sorts of things. I don't even wear ears because they hurt my head. But we are hyping ourselves up big time for this. I think... You know, it, it's going to be very interesting. I do remember the first time we ever walked into Galaxy's Edge. And I I don't know. There's something about this, and it may be because we're even bigger Disney Parks fans now than we were back then. But there's something about this that I don't know if my little heart can handle it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing. And then they're going to add Phase 2, however many years from now. Give us more stuff. And we're going to have to go to Paris. All the stuff. That's going to be cool. We love all things that are new. Disneyland in itself is already so new. Throw Avengers at us, and we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. So I have some honorable mentions. Do you have some honorable mentions? I do. I have some. All right, let's hear them. Well, I guess by some, I really mean one. And... Pixar Pier. So it's a space that we know that we already love, but there are a lot of little things that I feel like we missed, like playing the games. I feel like that would be fun. Definitely avoiding I can take Pixar you to Dino, Pal Dino Land USA to play some games. No, I want a little Heimlich or something. Oh, okay. Those are adorable. And because I never got to experience Bugs Land, that'll give me maybe the Bugs Land that I need. Um, I want to do like the jumping jellyfish and the emotional whirlwind because that wasn't open when we went. And even though they're just like little kitty rides, I feel like I'll love it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I just want to work my way around Pixar Pier and I want to do it all. Everything that they have to offer. Because I think that is one of the coolest areas in either uh, California Adventure or Disneyland. I just love that everything is outside. It's very California, which is awesome because we have nothing like that here. And I just think it's awesome. My biggest honorable mention is also in DCA. And it is to actually be there when they turn the lights on for Radiator Springs. 
We did oh. see the after effects. We went and saw it at night to see the lights, but I actually want to see them flip the switch and turn it on. I wonder if there's like a specific time that they do that or if you just have to be they, there. I know for a fact there is a time and we knew what time it was when we were there, but something happened to us on why we couldn't go back there. And that's because we got a Monsters After Dark fast pass. Oh. So we missed it because we were on Mission Breakout. But that was worth it. It was. If we go again in October, Monsters After Dark, forget everything else that we said on this list, Monsters After Dark goes at the very top of that list because of the soundtrack alone. I would agree with that. Any other honorable mentions? I don't have any more, do you? If they are doing tours again, I would love to do the... I honestly can't remember the title of something like Walking with Walter. Mm-hmm. The one where you get to go into his apartment. Oh, absolutely. I would love to do that tour. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think to me, the biggest thing about going back is we're, we need to slow down. We went so hard and so fast when we were there. But how can you not? Honestly, like, I just feel like we're going to be so excited to be there again. There will be no chill. I can't even, I don't even know if I can commit to slowing down because I'm going to want to do it all again. Except for, I will say the one thing that we both talked about, we really don't have a huge interest in is Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I don't really feel a strong desire to go to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. I might, I, the only thing I think would be interesting is to see that transition from like Frontierland to Galaxy's Edge because it, it'll feel so different than what we have in Hollywood Studios. But other than that, that's about it. Any other areas you feel like you don't want to spend a lot of time in? I don't know about areas, but like. What about Critter Country? Oh, no, you have to go back to Critter Country. I was going to say like the storybook canals. I don't, yeah, I don't feel a desire to do those again. That was probably the biggest letdown of the entire trip. We had hyped that up because we thought it was going to be awesome. And then it was kind of a bummer. I would give it another shot because our guide was mumbling, I guess is the right way to say it. I couldn't hear a single word of any of the speech. So maybe if we had a more enthusiastic guide, then it would be better. That's All a right. hard sell for Rapid me. fire. Okay. Top three rides that you have to ride between Disneyland and DCA. I can go first. Okay. Small World, Haunted Mansion. I'm not including Spider-Man Web Slingers because that's a, that's a given. Okay. I'm saying like repeat things that we've done before. And I think my third one might be Mission Breakout. It was either Radiator Springs Racers or Mission Breakout, but I think I'd say Mission Breakout. You really stink. We're we're very much on the same wavelength. I was going to say Small World. I do think it's superior. Radiator Springs Racers. And now I'm trying to rack my brain because I was also going to say Mission Breakout. So I don't want to have two that are the same. Indy? Oh, okay. Indy. That's a good one. I completely forgot that they had that there. Yes. That was fun. Oh, or no. Okay. I was going to stick with Indy. What was your next one? 
Mr. Toad's. No. That one boggles my mind. I have to write it again. It what, blows to my see mind. If you missed a plot point? Yes, to see what I missed. Well, I can tell you what you missed. It was ending up in heaven. That's, <laughs> that's what you missed. You took a wrong turn. Took a wrong turn, but I have to see it again for myself. So we hope this list of the 10 things, plus a few bonus extras and some side conversations along the way of things that we have to do in our return to Disneyland was enjoyable for you. Let us know what's on your list. What are the things that you have to do? Is there a particular place that you have to sit and soak it all in? Is there a particular picture that you have to get whenever you're going? We want to hear all of that stuff as well. We are crossing our fingers that we will be able to return to Disneyland at some point in 2021, but we're going to follow the guidelines and hopefully they will lead us to the happiest place on earth. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back on Thursday with a brand new storytelling episode on Dumbo. So hope you can join us for that one and hope you have a great start to your week. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.